Welcome to Your Routine Queen podcast. This is episode 10 and is going to be the very first collaboration or interview here on the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Jen Greiner, who calls herself the Boundaries Queen. So get ready for a mashup between Your Routine Queen and the Boundaries Queen. We're going to help you get rid of anxiety and frustration and really explore different ways to approach boundaries, assertive communication, and how this all ties back to being a mom who runs an online business. You're going to get a ton out of this, hopefully some laughs, some things that you can implement right away. So let's jump in. I am on a mission to help 100 busy, anxious, or introvert moms develop or scale an online business to create an extra $2,000 a month in your family budget. I believe that this can help your families make decisions from a place of alignment with your family values instead of just based on the bottom line. I might need to help you smash through your comfort zone, I get it, or explore how to habit stack or create routines in your day to create more time and energy. You might need help communicating, automating, or delegating in your life or business. I want you to know that you can create your dream business without sacrificing your family or health. And if you are a health freedom or medical freedom mama, I want you to know this is a safe community and I want to help you. This is Chelsea Fournier, your routine queen. Let's make it happen. Welcome to a very special edition of Your Routine Queen podcast because we have a beautiful, amazing light and guest on today. I'm going to start rotating in queens of other expertise and other ways of thinking and paradigm shifts that might be valuable for you. So if you've been following along in the podcast, you know that I love helping busy, anxious, and introvert moms, but it really is any mom who has an excuse, a built-in hesitation, a limiting belief, any reason why they feel like they can't, you know, step into an online business and and really crush it and helping to smash those comfort zones. So I'm all about paradigm shifts. If you're not familiar with that term paradigm, it's really, really powerful just of like what thoughts and limitations we have built in. And Jen Greiner is going to be helping us to walk through some amazing transformations in paradigm and thinking that could help you to crash through that limiting belief or that inner voice And she is a holistic wellness coach and boundaries queen. So we are both queens today. And she says that she helps you rid anxiety and frustration to redefine your relationships with healthy boundaries through assertive communication. I know this is something that many of us can work on every single day. So Jen, thank you for being on here. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, Chelsea, so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about these things. They are uh, really great topics of conversation. And I'm so glad that they're being talked about more because women, especially moms, really need these pieces. I agree. And maybe before we jump into some of the questions we've talked about, Maybe just share a little bit about how you came to be the boundaries queen or how this work has become so important for you. Um, just give us a little background. Yeah, I've been a therapist, a mental health clinician, an art therapist for 10 years, uh, working with individuals and families. And I work a lot with anxiety. So over the years, I see a lot of people who have generalized anxiety, a lot from trauma, and I just see the anxiety and frustration that overcomes them. You know, that's really why they, they seek me out as a therapist, but as we work together and work to calm everything that they're going through, you know, the relationship pieces start to come up their communication. They need boundaries with family members. Mm. So that's really, you know, everyone comes in with anxiety, but it really comes down to boundaries and 
struggling with how to communicate them. How can they clearly set boundaries with others? But I know as we'll dig into a little more today, how we can set them with ourselves because it can be really hard to communicate assertively and nicely to ourselves to put those boundaries in place so that we can live the life that we want. Well, I think what you just said is so important and I know you emphasized it, but it's worth repeating. We can be assertive and be nice, right? Like that, it's not two exclusive things of like, I am bossy if I am clear. I focus on the, the distinction between being clear and being bossy. That mm. I think I grew up being a little girl who, you know, was told that I was bossy if I was trying to speak my mind or ask for what I wanted or, you know, oh, it was my turn. You know, I think that's probably for a lot of us, especially kind of our general age bracket of meant to be like quiet, demure little girls to be good in class and get that check plus for, you know, behavior in class or whatever. And so you really believe, and I do too, but I want to hear from your words. Being assertive does not mean being bossy or mean or rude, right? Right. Not at all. Um, I love, it's called the assertiveness workbook. It's a great book that covers these styles of communication. So I make sure to really uh, clarify with my clients that assertiveness is not aggression because you can have an aggressive communication style. And that is more bossy where you're telling people to do, you're not doing it nicely, but then, you know, the other two communication styles are passive and passive aggressive. And I think we're all pretty familiar with those two, right? We've encountered someone who's passive aggressive, but assertive is clear. You know, it's calm. We're not doing it in a mean way. It's not aggressive, but we're stating what we want because it is okay to ask for what you want and especially what you need. Yeah. Well, and, and so much of my work is helping moms to juggle three roles. And if you've been listening to the podcast, there is an earlier episode that really talks about these three roles, but it's getting into your family coordinator role, all the things you got to do to keep your household running smoothly your businesswoman role, if you're already launching a business, or maybe even just like stepping into that, toying with the idea, it requires kind of carving out this new role you're going to wear. And then of course, the wellness seeker, I know that you and I are both kind of lifelong wellness seekers of learning about ourselves and self-care and, and figuring out, well, what do I need? Right. And so let's talk about before you're going to go feel assertive to others, what does it mean to have personal boundaries. I really help moms to think about habits and routines, but it's one thing to know what you should be doing or the sticky note you said, you know, that you put up on your bathroom mirror of the affirmations you said you would say, but let's talk about what personal boundaries feel like and how that ties into this. Yeah. So personal boundaries is, is again, a very broad term. You can have personal boundaries with your diet, with your routines, like you work with, um, with your activities, with your mindset, you know, Mm. how you're thinking, how you're talking to yourself to make sure that you're not bossing yourself around, um, or guilting yourself. That's pretty. (laughs) Well, and, and you mentioned before too, that, you know, a lot of women feel like they, they should be doing this and should is a word that I call all of my clients out. And I'm like, you know how I feel about those shoulds. That's not helpful. (laughs) Right. You're setting these expectations that cause you to feel really upset. So if you're continually saying I should be doing this and thinking that you're setting personal boundaries, 
really you're not because there is no accountability there. There is no assertiveness and you're really just guilting yourself. You're going to feel a lot of negative emotions when you don't reach that should, because maybe it's even unrealistic. So personal boundaries can feel good. They're meant to feel good. They're meant to help you achieve whatever it is. You know, I usually relate them to eating because that's where I practice a lot of my healthy boundaries because okay. I want to eat healthy, but my goodness, it is so good. Everything's Easy. so tasty. <laughs> right. You know, the bad stuff is so good. And at the grocery store, it's easy to just like have it fall into your cart. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, when I set those personal boundaries for myself that I'm going to eat healthy, I'm not going to, you know, let those things fall into my cart. I'm not going to bring them home or do this or do that. I feel really, really good. And that's something that personal boundaries can help you do, whether it's in communication or whether it's in one of those three hats that, that you work with. Yeah. Well, and a little tip that of some verbiage, I actually feel like, I don't know if I picked this up from you or someone else that I've interviewed before, but the difference, especially around food, but this can go to anything. The difference between if you're verbalizing to someone or even to yourself saying I don't versus I can't. So Mm. like, for example, if you're at a party and someone is saying, oh, would you like some cheese? And maybe you don't eat cheese or you don't like to, or, you know, it's not good for your system. And if you say, I can't eat that, they inevitably will say, of course you can, like live a little, there's excuses. But if you say, oh, I'm sorry, I don't eat that, it kind of cuts off at the knees, any kind of, oh, convincing. And I find that's really helpful in my verbiage, even to myself of I do or I don't instead of I can or I can't with boundaries, like, and also saying I get to, you know, I get yes. to take yes. this time for my own self-care routine, or I get to even about stepping into my office. I think verbiage matters a lot of, you know, I'll tell my son, I get to go upstairs into the office and help one of my clients today. And it just sets a positive tone overall. And it, it's what I've got to do anyway, if they're on my schedule. So why not bring kind of a positive experience to it? Absolutely. And that's really why I love working around communication because that's a place, you know, I, I am a really critical person and it can come out in, in some not helpful areas, but when we can, when I can really be critical on the communication and what that's causing and leading to, and the trickle down effects, just of the words that, that we use, um, it can be a huge mindset change, but also Mm. emotional change. Like just hearing you use all of those, I get to statements, you know, I see you light up and there's this, this gratitude for what we get to do. It's an opportunity that we're choosing Mm. to have in our lives. It's a, it's a boundary that this is important to me and I'm going to make sure to do this with grace and ease and love. Mm. Well, let's talk about the opposite of that, because sometimes if you decide there is something you want in your life, you've got to start saying no to other things. And that can be so, so challenging. So you know, there's personal boundaries of making intentions or decisions um, around what you do or don't want to be doing. But there's also, and this is going to be internal and external, but saying no to things that aren't going to allow space for what you do want to do. So maybe I'm sure you work with clients around getting clear on what you do want helps you to say no to other things, right? Absolutely. And the, the biggest question that I ask everyone in that situation to ask themselves is, is this benefiting me? 
is this benefiting me towards my higher good, my higher self, my higher purpose, whatever you're working towards, but is it benefiting me? If it is great, wonderful, let's keep doing it. But if it isn't benefiting you, then how can we cut this out? How can we set a boundary that we are not going to do this? Or how can we delegate it? Maybe you have Mm. someone that can help you. Maybe you can bring someone into your home to help you. Oh my gosh, you inspired me. So I haven't even told you this. So Jen brings in a beautiful woman of soul who comes in and helps with meal prep. And that's something that I've been wanting to do. And when we reconnected recently, I was determined to manifest the person that was going to be a great fit. And I was not going to just like compromise. And and I was like, there is someone who loves cooking so much and they are going to support us, you know, eating in the way that we eat. And they're going to just be a delight to come into our household and pour joy and love into our food. And we tried um, one person who was a no-show two weeks in a row. So it was a big red flag. But yesterday, this delightful woman showed up that my husband met and he was super clear on what he wanted to manifest too, because he knew it would make me happy. (laughs) And he met someone out in our community through a referral who came over yesterday and she had so much fun cooking and learning the recipes that we use and was so delighted to just be a part. I sent her pictures of my son enjoying the soup last night that she made and she was so excited. And so you can delegate things like it's sometimes I think we envision you can only delegate a business task to have an assistant or, but there are things in all of our roles that we can delegate if you're willing to, but it's scary. Right. I mean, just thinking about the tasks that I do on a daily basis, it can be really overwhelming. And that was um, a a few months ago with, with a moon cycle that focused on that. I really worked on how to balance my inner life, my inner world, Mm -hmm. my spirituality. I needed to set boundaries with myself for uh, my morning routines to include meditation and healthy eating. Um, But then also the daily house tasks. Mm. And that's why I'm so glad that I have a meal prep chef. It was so beautiful. (laughs) Really like has changed my life. And and she even says to me, she's like, I love how grateful you are for this service. I'm like, I can't even tell you how grateful I am because it's, it's beyond words. So looking at all the little things, you know, I could uh, delegate my meals, hand that off to someone next. I'm looking into handing off cleaning. I don't want to clean my house. I have a tiny house, Mm -hmm. but I still don't want to clean it. I look at it every day (laughs) and I would so much rather someone else come in, do it. And it is so worth the emotional benefits afterwards because is cleaning my house benefiting me? No, I mean, yes, but, but no. So, yeah, well, I have a question for you, especially, so I know you're up in Maine and there is a thread of stubbornness and independence. I'm from Maine for any listeners listening who don't know that. And there can be a undercurrent of feeling selfish when you are asking, is this benefiting? Like, do you get that pushback from clients of like, well, if I'm only worrying about how it's impacting me or benefiting me, isn't that letting, especially if it's someone asking you, hey, could you do such and such for me? How do you navigate the feelings of feeling selfish? So I described to all of my clients, I'd like to put everything on a spectrum because I believe everything really is a spectrum in life and it's all about finding the balance. So with that comes the the extremes of selfishness when we are only thinking about ourselves, we are not thinking about anyone else. We are, you know, it, it 
can become a little bit aggressive or bossy because it's, mm-hmm. it's just us and yeah. there, there is no outer awareness, but then there's selflessness, which people also fear. Oh my gosh. Well, if I, you know, don't think about myself, I'm going to end up selfless where you are not taking care of yourself. That is where we are not putting our oxygen masks on before we are helping everyone else. And we are going to get burned out. Our Mm -hmm. tanks are going to be empty. So we really need to find a balance between the two. And and so many clients that I work with are definitely more towards the selfless. It's this stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're like a skosh, just like a little bump away from the far end of the spectrum, it can, if you've not practiced that or been role modeled, I would say if you're, you know, if you were raised by a mom who was on the far end of self selflessness and passive aggressive or whatever was modeled to you, I would assume can make it feel like getting away from that feels very scary. Right. It's been idolized. Yeah. You know, I know myself growing up, it was mother Teresa every, you know, you need to be like mother Teresa. She's selfless. She's uh, a saint. She's uh, the, the epitome of what women need to be. Wow. Like, but wait, where's me in that? Where are my yeah. wants? Where's the life that I want to live? Mm-hmm. You know, how is she taking care of herself? If she's right. <laughs> all the time, helping everybody else. I mean, yeah. God, myself as a projector, I would probably just crumple up and, and be incapacitated on the floor. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. I, I love how you said that if, if we can all just scooch a little more and yeah. you know, we're not going to make changes overnight. It's all mm-hmm. about the baby steps and the little things. If we can just find one way to not be selfish, but to think about ourselves mm-hmm. each day and do yeah. one thing that can benefit us then great. You're working to find that balance. Yeah. And I think especially where a lot of my audience members are moms who either have an existing online business that they really want to scale up because they want it to be like really meaningful income coming in through that, or they're scared. They're scared and saying, I want to launch an online business, but I can't envision where it fits in. And for many of them, it's going to be about making some decisions, you know, either way you can only do so much in a day. Maybe it's automating, maybe it's delegating, maybe it's boundaries, but let's talk a little bit about just decision-making. Like how, how can just being a more confident decision-maker help a mom like this start to navigate putting more, more on her plate, but without depleting herself? Yeah. So I think one way is, is what we were just talking about with, with how does this benefit us? Does this benefit me? Asking that question with decision-making because sometimes that will easily provide an answer Mm -hmm. for the deeper questions. You know, I, I use human design in my practice. I am a huge advocate of human design. I'm just really obsessed with it, honestly, (laughs) but we all have an authority center somewhere in our body that we feel and is where our decisions are made. So your chart is free, Google human design chart, and you can find it. You'll put in your birth date, your time of birth, your place of birth, and you'll find your authority. And once you know where that is, there are strategies to using that authority. But like myself, I'm an Mm. emotional authority. So when I'm making a big decision, I really need first to stop because we don't want to react and, you know, make a instantaneous decision. And I'm not a sacral, which is a gut 
So some people do go with their gut, you know, they can make faster decisions. Yeah. But for me, I'm supposed to literally sleep on it. So I should not be making any decisions like in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not for me. So that's somewhere that I practice the boundary. If I'm asked a question or, you know, projectors love to be invited. So if I'm invited to do something like I, I want to say yes, but I really have to practice a boundary of, let me get back to you. Let me think Mm. about that so that I can take a step back, really check in with my emotions. How am I feeling? Mm. Is this a heck yes, I can't wait to do this. Or is it a, Mm, I'm not sure if it's really right. Yeah. You know, I just had this happen this morning. Someone followed up on, on an offer and they said, Hey, are you calling, feeling called to, to take advantage of this offer right now? And because I hadn't really thought about it, it wasn't a heck yes. You know, there was, yeah. there was that level of doubt. Yeah. I had to say no. Yeah. So that can be really helpful knowing your authority and how you best make decisions Mm-hmm. So that you can check in with that to make sure with all the other pieces that you're making the right decision. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really important. You know, we can think about it in terms of the business role. Like you don't want to invest money into something, but until you know it's going to be the right fit. Or like if I'm going to hire a virtual assistant, like, oh gosh, it's scary. Resources are physically going out of my bank account. And so I'm very careful about those decisions, but also pretty quick. I'm a very like gut. If I get on a zoom with someone and I feel their energy and I see them and we use the same verbiage, I'm like, bingo, that's my person. And so I can decide quickly, especially leaning into my, what I know helps me with Mm decision-making, but I think it can be challenging where I need to practice and flex that muscle is trusting things more in my kind of family coordinator role of, you know, just the flow of my day with my toddler or trusting that it's enough. The time I'm giving him is enough. And I think especially moms kind of juggling all these roles, just whatever, I would say whatever category of your life you feel like you can get more decisive in to flex that muscle, just do it. Cause it is like, you don't, not everybody's just magically born intuitive about what their decision-making style is and knowing how to set boundaries or even what that looks like. So do you see like, as you practice this, does it unfold differently for your clients? Yes, I, I see So with human design, human design really helps you find your true self. It's that deconditioning of how we've been conditioned by society, by things, you know, it could be little things that we've been told. Maybe you were told, oh, you're terrible at making decisions, but that Mm. sticks with you and replays in your subconscious and is triggered every single time you have to make a decision. So it's little pieces I bet there's some listeners listening right now being like, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's crazy. The little things that really yeah. stick with Sick. us. Wow. So I, I loved how you talked about trust because there really is a level of trust. We have mm-hmm. to trust that this is in our best interest, that yeah. these boundaries will get us there, that making this decision is best so that we can feel confident and mm-hmm. trust that it will all work out. And those are all pieces that help us get to our true self so that we can live, we can be happy. You know, in human design, we have our self theme for mm-hmm. myself as a projector, that's success. And I've, I, you know, I've been working with human design for a couple of years now. And, and just recently I'm starting to really identify, oh, that's success for me. 
that's what that feels like. That's where I get that. And for generators, Hmm. it's satisfaction. So Mm -hmm. all my generator clients, when, when we're talking about this, I check in with them. Are you feeling satisfied? Did that, did that? Oh my gosh. That's so me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So you can relate because I bet you're like, heck yes. Yeah. As long as it felt good at the end, even if it's not across the finish line, if it felt good, I'm, I'm excited to keep going. Exactly. And that's what we want to keep an eye out for, keep our awareness on, because that means that you're doing what you need to do. You're doing Mm. everything right. Keep doing that. Use that as motivation just to get more and more satisfaction. That's so cool. And so, you know, I, I do a lot of work with my clients and even within my team members of helping them to figure out a number one aligned priority and then three supporting goals. And it can be, this is my aligned priority for the week. Maybe someone I'm working with a client right now who's working to fill spots in a breathwork program that she's designed. And so that's her number one aligned priority is bringing human beings into that container we've designed. Uh, And then some supporting goals are showing up on Instagram consistently. But one of them is filling her own cup because if she's going to be a healer and supporting. And and so whatever your framework is, you know, like finding ways to set, whether it's priorities or goals. So could you talk through, I think sometimes when people hear setting boundaries with yourself, I want to kind of circle back to the beginning. If someone is saying, you know what, I want to, I want to add a new online business on top of my already busy life. And one intuitive thing is I should probably start waking up earlier or having a morning practice to like get certain things in. What does it look like to have personal boundaries around that? Just to tell yourself you're going to do it and assign it to yourself. Or what would it look like to add in a new habit on top of your life using some positive personal boundaries? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think you know, having the clarity on what you need. I really think coming, coming to your needs first and then building your wants on top of that. So for your busy moms who need time to themselves, they need that morning. So maybe they're getting up, you know, at 5 AM before the kids wake up so that Mm -hmm. they have 30, you know, maybe even they get 60 minutes to themselves and really being clear, okay, how can I utilize that time? What, what do I need? What are my non-negotiables? You know, chances are they probably need coffee. (laughs) Hopefully they're drinking water, (laughs) but you know, maybe that's meditation. Maybe that's sitting outside. So getting really clear on what you need and then also thinking, what would I want? What, what might I want to add? in there. Maybe it's a bit of creativity or, um, self-development, you know, there, there's so many options and then it's, it's really sticking to it. So I always come back to the, why, why are you doing this? Why is this benefiting you? What are you going to get from this? Because if you can't answer those, then this routine isn't going to work. And no matter what boundaries you place. Yeah. Well, and that's the mom who says, well, I keep, I've tried to do this and I've tried to do that. And I've, you know, tried to do a morning routine, but I think sometimes it's just, they arbitrarily heard a certain morning routine from some influencer they were following and they tried that, but didn't have any like personal connection or thinking about what they need. You know, like I don't drink coffee. It would be silly for me to put, you know, a coffee making routine. And that's where it comes to me for habit stacking of, you know, the mantra of saying, after I do this, then I do this and celebrating it like little tiny celebration, like after my feet hit the floor, 
I will say three gratitudes and then being like, Hey, I did that. Okay. What's next. And even if you have a routine of five or six things, like just being grateful and supportive that you've done any of them. And then it makes you more excited, like emotionally to do more of them is what I've learned. Yeah. And sometimes with all of that, the best boundary that you can have in practicing that is that I'm not going to do anything outside of this until my designated time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, there's also a level of human design in here too. Yeah, I bet. Uh, That we all have a different way that we digest, digest food, digest information. Then we also have our environment, whether our, you know, what we need in our environment, um, as well as how we manifest. So each of those pieces tends to be more feminine, go with the flow, you know, not a lot of structure, or it's a bit more masculine where you need the consistency, you need the structure. So what I see is when someone is trying to do one, when really they need the other, they're being masculine. So that was me and my morning routine. I was saying, I need to do this, this, and this. And I was saying they need to happen in this order every morning. Oh, well, they were driving. Yeah. And it was really easy for me to push through my boundary and find lots of other things to distract myself with. Yeah. Especially if you have a phone near you. (laughs) Exactly. And animals. And I'm sure all the moms, you know, kids, if they do get up, you know, it's really hard to say, Hey honey, this is still mommy's time. I will be back to you in a little bit. Wow. Wow. So as soon as I made a list, okay, these are the things that I want to accomplish in my morning. This is part of my morning routine and it is okay for me to have a flow. They need to get mm-hmm. done. I will celebrate each of them, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what order they get done in. I don't have yeah. to be rigid with it. Yeah. And I, my morning routine has been thriving since. Wow. That's amazing. And such a good reminder and hopefully just encouragement that if anybody listening is saying, well, a certain type of, or a certain way of approaching adding habits or routines into my life hasn't worked, that it doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you haven't found the flow that feels exciting or intuitive for you to really follow through on. You can keep exploring, right? Absolutely. And that's why I love that human, human design is also called the human design experiment because we have to try it because not only, yes, I can read this graph and know exactly what's for me, but I can do it. And the conditioning, you know, like we talked about before will be so ingrained in me that, that it just feels so wrong. So yeah. we kind of have to yeah. experiment and find the balance for us in that moment. You know, we might not mm-hmm. be able to get to that aspect of our true self till a while down the road, but mm-hmm. where can I set boundaries? Where can this feel good? Where can I benefit myself mm-hmm. and then do the other deeper pieces to, to get yeah. there? And I think it can be really powerful just to honor seasons. Like my son has finally just started sleeping in past 5am. It's now 7am and it's been about two weeks of that. And it's interesting, I have been foregoing my morning routine because what I decided I needed was to bank up on some sleep. It had been so many months of sleep deprivation that I was like, when I thought about my need, it was just to sleep as long as he was. But now that I'm feeling better and it's consistent that he's sleeping, I'm intuitively this morning was like, I could have gotten up earlier and had some time to myself. And so, especially if you're a mom listening to this that has a newborn or one who doesn't sleep well, like you know, I, sometimes I listen to gurus 
who are typically men and might have a spouse who's taking care of the kids, you know, completely. And they've got this like three hour long, like I go to the gym and I have a healthy breakfast and I make us, it's this like three hour long morning routine. It doesn't have to be that. And if you're in a season where sleep is the number one need because you're so have such a big deficit, then that might be your morning routine (laughs) is sleeping in as long as you can. And then doing one positive thing as you wake up. I love that because yes, rest is so underrated these days. We need rest, especially again, myself as a projector, I need that time to recharge so I don't get burned out. And these past couple of months, I've really been focusing on what rest feels like to me. And I have to give myself forgiveness and permission to rest. And Mm. now that I've been working on that, I now set boundaries with myself. No, you will not work because you need to rest and it is okay to rest. Wow. And that could even, if you get one takeaway from this, (laughs) if you are a mom, like juggling way too much, even just to like, I have in my calendar after 9 PM, it's blocked off saying off screen. Do I sometimes consciously ignore that because I've got a deadline or something? Yes. But it's just a, a personal boundary that shows up visually for me every night being like, it's almost time. Get off screen. What are you going to finish what you're doing, girlfriend? And like whatever, even if it's one thing just to help you remove screen time to explore what rest feels like, I think you can lose touch with that in this society where everything is hustle and grind and go and kids going in 15 different directions. And especially, um, you know, we're recording this in the middle of a pandemic, right? And so I think so many needs have just been stretched so thin, especially for moms wearing way more roles than they ever thought they'd have to kind of wear. And so many decisions, I think the decision Mm -hmm. fatigue, it takes up more energy for me than it seems other people, or maybe they just wear it better, but the constant decisions, not knowing if life will look the same in three weeks or two weeks or, and just the constant decision-making really takes a toll on me. I don't know if that's based on human design or personality or decision-making skills, but it's been a big toll. I'm sure it is for a lot of people you work with too. Yeah, absolutely. Because decision-making a lot of times can cause us to, to be future thinking. And when we're future thinking, we can very easily get overwhelmed, anxious, Uh, you know, it is unknown. It is out of our control. So when we can come back to being in the present, which is a Mm -hmm. whole skill within itself, to really make decisions in the present moment. What am I needing right now? It gets a little easier, but yeah, I mean, decision-making is not tough. I mean, is tough. It's, it's not easy, especially for some of, um, I have been working with a lot of mental projectors recently and their strategy, how they make decisions is they have to talk it out. They have to find someone, they have to talk it all out. And this could happen. This could happen. Right. Living, almost living it to decide at the end, what's going to be best for them. Yeah. And sometimes they have to, they have to have it reflected back to them. So they really need someone else to, you know, I have one client who says, you're my bucket. I'm just going to dump everything into this bucket. And then you're going to help me pull out the few pieces that I need. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. So that's why when I, when I hear mom say, you know, I, I took a nap with my kid today. Uh, that is a huge celebration. Like, yes, yeah, you needed yeah. that nap. You yeah. didn't need to be pressured to do this, that, and yeah. that, you know, yeah. 
in that moment, they probably got really overwhelmed trying to decide what do I need to do? True. But as soon as they sat in the present and said, I'm really tired or their body took over to say, we're (laughs) We're falling asleep. (laughs) Forget the dishes, forget the vacuuming. Like we are sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing to, to be able to sleep with your child and enjoy those naps together. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we've covered a lot and I I think we'll kind of wind down. So we've talked about um, personal boundaries, how that can play into developing habits and routines that fill your needs. And then also ideally layer in some wants. Mm-hmm. how saying no to certain things can open up more space and energy, but that being clear on what you do want, decision-making, like it all ties in together to get really clear. And, you know, definitely if people are loving, um, if you are listening to this and you're loving just the, I like how Jen just approaches these topics without it feeling complicated or heavy, like, oh, I'm broken. I've got to go fix my decision-making. It's just this experiment, this teasing, this toying, um, you should definitely make sure to go follow her. So why don't you talk to folks about where they can follow you or what it would look like just to get to know you more? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm there hanging out almost every day, of course, not when, you when need I rest. set my boundaries. <laughs> right. I have, I have very firm social media boundaries, um, but my handle there is JG Green Thinking. And then that's also my website too. If you're curious into uh, the uh, programs that I offer, I have a free group for women called gather. So that's on my website, jggreenthinking.com. Well, thank you. I really wanted to bring you on to benefit my listeners and to really think about how everything you just described, even just hearing it lowers my anxiety level, right? Just thinking it's possible to make clear decisions. It's possible to, you know, set personal boundaries. It's possible to say no to things that I'm carrying around that I should be doing. And so, so many of my moms being that busy, anxious introvert mom, juggling everything, just maybe as you listen to this and go back and take notes if you want to, but just to maybe choose one thing that you're going to flex a muscle on a little bit this week that Jen talked about. And of course, always come back, come back to, you know, comment, you could share a story on Instagram and tag both Jen's account and your routine queen, or let us know, be a part of the conversation together with you to give you some wins and celebrations. Cause that external validation is fun too. And we're happy to provide that. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jen, thank you for being on the podcast and being one of the very first bonus guests. When I reconnected with you recently, I was like, Oh, you need to be one of the first people I bring on, on the conversation to your routine queen podcast. So thank you for agreeing and bringing such beautiful thoughts to our audience. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thanks, Jen. I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Jennifer Greiner. Every time I talk to her, I get new, just new tidbits that I can implement in my everyday communications and relationships. And I really hope that you take something you heard today and, and try it out, test it out, have fun with it. Also encourage you to go follow her on Instagram at jggreenthinking or go find the link somewhere below in the show notes. And make sure to message her and say, hey, I heard you on your Routine Queen podcast. I know that she will welcome you into her community with open arms and would delight to know that that's how you found her. Now, speaking of opening up arms, I'm going to talk about opening up my calendar. Um, I am actually opening up my calendar to allow more spots for focus and power up calls. 
Did you know that specific to this podcast community, I open up for free 30 minute, no pitch calls where you and I can explore either how to power up your routines, habits, and goals, what it could look like together to work together now or in the future to grow your existing business, or even about my free mentoring program. It can be for you, you show up with your goals of what you want to get out of that time. And we get so much done in 30 minutes. And I love the heart connection of connecting by phone or Zoom at your preference. So I am opening up more spots for focus and power up calls. So definitely, if you haven't taken advantage of that offer yet, go down below into the show notes and click on focus and power up call. Or if you can't find it, go over to chelseafornier.com and you'll be able to find it there as well. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. See you on a future episode and maybe on a focus and power up call. Thank you.